The Greenfield Post on Triple M. Are we live? With Will and MJ. They're awake and they're on fire. What the hell's going on in the footy this weekend, Will? I don't know how your tips went, MJ, but I got nine this week. I know you didn't. Unfortunately, I backed Hartnell, though. So. Oh, if you, you backed nine this weekend and multied them up, there's no way you'd be working here. I'd be a millionaire. You'd be an absolute millionaire. For, for those who don't know, Pies have beaten the Swans, Tigers have beaten West Coast, Dockers have beaten the Dogs, the Blues have beaten the Bombers, and it's yep. been bookended tonight with the Suns rolling the Hawks by a lot. A spanking. An absolute spanking. 84 now, points. There are a lot of a lot of positive stories to come out of the, week, come out of the weekend's footy. Yep. I don't really want to talk about those. I'm not touching any of them. I think there's one big <laughs> negative that I want to focus on, and that's Hawthorne. Now, we both can't really comment on Hawthorne because I'm a Collingwood no. supporter. You're a Brisbane supporter. No, I hate the mob. But if you barrack for Hawthorne, give us a call now on one triple three five three. We want to hear from you because they haven't been through something like this in years, mm. in decades almost. There are supporters that haven't seen a loss. And now they've got three in a row. Yep, this it's, is, it's beautiful. It's a crisis there <laughs> it's at a beautiful if, you, if you're a Hawthorne supporter, give us a call now. one 53 This is the Greenfield Post. On Triple M. MJ, the lines have lit up. They've absolutely lit up with <laughs> Hawthorne supporters. I'm sorry for the following callers because it must have been a rough day. It's been a rough start to the year for Hawks fans. They're just so used to starting years positively and finishing years positively. Mm. It's, it's come as a surprise, I think, yep. to everyone in the AFL community that um, Hawthorne are sitting in the bottom two of the ladder right H- now. Hawthorne are a rabble. Uh, well, I d- They're garbage. Well, we'll hear from their listeners in a sec to find out. And you've got some interesting stats there. Well, I'm going to run with this. Mm. This is not confirmed and it may not be true, but I think it is the biggest discrepancy between a losing and winning margin, like a net margin across two weeks for the Gold Coast Suns, to go minus 102 yep. in round two, and then to go plus 84. It would, be, it would have to be the biggest difference. Surely. Ash Chua will have to get him onto that during well, the week. Well, uh, we'll get Chua to investigate, but I mm. think uh, that just demonstrates how big a rabble Hawthorne are, and on that note, we'll go to some calls, MJ. First, we head to Peter in Surrey Hills. Peter, are you a Hawthorne supporter? Yeah, I am. You seem a bit upset, Peter. Um, I'm a, you can say I'm a bit upset. I've never, I've never seen anything like this. I don't, I've, just, I've been supporting this club for years, and I don't know what, what, what we're going to do. How many years have you been supporting the Hawks, Peter? You seem very upset. Oh, like three or four? I don't know. It's, 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 it's all blurred together, and I don't know, I don't know what we're going to do. <laughs> Peter, I'm, I'm sure everything's going to be okay. Cheer up, Peter. Cheer up a little bit. It's not the end of the world. Patrick from Camberwell is also on the line. Patrick, how are you feeling? Oh, I just like a bloody... I've just had my tyres let down. I'm just flat. <laughs> How'd you see their performance tonight? Patrick? Oh, well, I saw it through the television. <laughs> yeah, but, but how did you see their performance? <laughs> Not literally. Oh. Got it. Um, I'm just, just, it was just terrible. Who, who do you think, uh, who do you think needs to be accountable? Well, I think that Clarkson, I think that we'd need to, I just think that the Hawks need to put some big names on the trade table. Like, name some names then? Well, Ruffhead. Anyone else? Cyril, why not get why not get some good draft picks for someone like Cyril? And I think that we need to get rid of Clarkson. His time's done. You're, you're laying the blame on some champions of the club here. What about some of the others? Though? Yeah, what about Vickery? What's wrong with Vickery? <laughs> oh, thanks for the call, Patrick. Time for our next caller. <laughs> Marcus from Montalbert's a Hawthorne supporter. Marcus, what are your thoughts? We need to get rid of Hodge. You need to get rid of Hodge. Get rid of Hodge and sack Clarkson as quickly oh. as possible. 
Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus wasn't happy. Well, at least they're taking it well. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Greenfield Post on Triple M. Cheer up, Hawks fans. It's only three losses. MJ, we're joined by a very special guest. Now, Winks, the champion mayor, went 17 wins in a row yesterday. Yep. Now, your eyes glaze over when we start talking racing. Yeah, yeah. And previously on the show, I've tried to take all the racing talk to myself. Yep. That's just bored you sideways. So I've had to reach out to a Scottish race, <coughs> excuse me, a Scottish racing expert who flew over from Scotland, who I think could be the world's biggest Winx fan, <laughs> Ewan McCaw. Hey, are you there, Ewan? I'm MJ. Now, just, can you describe Winx for us? Oh, Winx is truly the greatest racehorse in the world and possibly the greatest racehorse the world has ever seen. <laughs> now, you were there yesterday. Can you describe the scenes at Randwick? Oh, it was absolutely incredible. There was 28,000 people, which is apparently the record crowd at Randwick since the grandstand oh. has been done up. And every one of those people were there to see Winks. There was people that had on the racing silks. Apparently they sold 7,000 Winks baseball caps. <laughs> and, and the atmosphere was just absolutely electric. Do they sell Winks merchandise now? Yeah, you were able to buy a Winx baseball cap for $20 or a Winx stubby holder for $10 from from every bar in the race course. Would you mind saying stubby holder again? Stubby holder. <laughs> Thank you. Now, have you, is there, have you seen, been to the races over in Scotland? How does that compare? Oh, standing at a cold track in the west coast of Scotland in the middle of... In the middle of the summer and it's still 10 degrees. It's certainly a bit different. Sydney turned on the weather yesterday. It was about 24, 25 degrees, glorious sunshine, um, and the beers were flowing as well. It was an absolute perfect build-up to the race. Ewan, thanks so much for joining us here on the Greenfield Post. You've painted such a great picture. And, Will, are you excited now by Wings? Oh, has, yeah. has that got you pumped up? Definitely. I feel like I was there. That was awesome, Ewan. Thank you very much. No problem. I'll go and enjoy a cold drink out my stubby holder tonight. Enjoy, <laughs> enjoy your night, guys. You too, Ewan. Thanks <laughs> a lot, mate. That's Ewan McCaughey, a racing expert from Scotland who was there at Randwick yesterday. Watched the mighty Mayor Winks get her 17th win, Will. So what does that mean now on the calendar for Winks, MJ? What's coming up? Well, she'll rest now and yep. regroup for the Melbourne Spring. Okay. So it'll be the biggest Cox Plate ever when, talking... she, when she's down here in the springtime. Yeah, because that's three in a row if she's going for now. Yeah, which would be a record in itself. That's massive. So it's absolutely I, amazing. I, I assume that's, that's <laughs> it, massive. It is massive. Okay, it is massive. Cool. Thanks for I, tra- I just want some novelty silks, I think. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why you'll be down there at Mooney Valley. Get myself a baseball cap. Yeah. <laughs> The Greenfield Post on Triple M. Well, it's been a massive weekend in footy. We've already touched on and we've taken calls from Hawthorne supporters who yep. are very flat about starting yeah. the year three with three losses. Yep, understandably flat over there in Glen Ferry from the Hawks mm. fans. But, you know, that's part of footy. It is part of footy. And it's an experience being, and being shit. 17 other very happy supporters of teams. Yeah. And aren't that upset that Hawthorne's sitting on the bottom of the ladder? As far as a neutral goes, that was mm. the equivalent of football porn this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> it was glorious. You're right. <laughs> but as much as we could do another 20 minutes on Hawthorne, yep. there, were, there is some other footy news around. Yep. Now, uh, we need to just clear some things up. There's some mm. other talking points from the weekend, starting yep. with Lee Montagna in the Saints-Lions game. Now, this is one of the more unusual things. You were at the game. Yeah, I was Can there. you tell us what unfolded? It was about nine minutes to go in the last quarter. Yeah, it was a, it was a bit over 10 minutes left in the Saints. The mm. Saints are up by a couple of goals, and so mm. Lee Montagna had an easy goal out the back. He was in the goal square. No one within 
mm. meters of him, and he's decided to just hold the ball up, soak up a bit of time, he says, yeah. and uh, pop it through after a bit of delay. Here's what the Fox footy commentary team called it. Three volts, kick lines playing in front, but it fell beautifully for Dunstan, and an important goal coming up. And Montaigne, is he, what's he oh, doing? Oh, he's wasting, just wasting a fair bit of time he's here. He's rubbing it in, that's yeah. very strange. And then he's put it through. Well, the crowd were pretty quick. Mm. There was booing there. A lot of booing at the Brisbane Lions end in the crowd. They mm. weren't happy. Pretty quick to pick up on it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I thought it was pretty pretty ugly. It was a bad look. Now, in the press conference after the game, his coach, Alan Richardson, spoke about it. He actually brought it up himself. He wasn't asked about it, oh. but felt the need to address it and, Off clear, his own back. and clear up exactly what happened and what Montagna was thinking. Mm. I do need to explain that... Um, the, t- the time that he hung on to the footy, because we don't like that um, as a footy club. We spoke about it after the game, but that's just how smart he is. He was just trying to take up time, given that no one was closing from Brisbane. Uh, and whilst we'd started to regain some ascendancy and some momentum as a senior player, he took it upon himself to say, no, I'm just going to take a bit of... T-, like you would with a set shot, take you 30 seconds. Given I'm not going to get closed, I'm just going to hang on to it. And that's a reflection of how footy intelligent it is. It didn't look good, and, and we addressed that, that... That's not what we want to do. Yeah, it didn't look great. No. But on a scale of one to setting a dwarf on fire, it was probably about a two. <laughs> it's, not, it's not the worst thing that's ever happened. Yeah, look, it's not St Kilda schoolgirl yeah. bad, but, <laughs> it's, but it's pretty bad. Yeah, I don't know. He Because it sort of looked like a grade yeah. six kid is just rubbing it in like, oh, look, I scored a goal. Look at me. Because yeah. he bounced the ball as he was mm. standing still. Obviously, he hadn't made any meters. And he's just yeah. bounced it on the ground. I, I don't know. I thought it looked a touch arrogant, but... Mm. Anyway, it wasn't the worst thing to come out of that St Kilda game from the St Kilda uh, team. What was the worst thing? Their banner. Now, here on oh, Banner Watch... We did. We spoke about banners <laughs> last week, and Carlton were heavily yeah. in the focus. Carlton have been bad so far this year. Mm. They, they, I think they just ran with a, a corporate hashtag or yeah. something. And today. they won today. So and they won, yeah. What does that so, tell you? Yeah, do the maths. Yeah. Stop, First of all, stop trying to do funny banners, unless yeah. you're the Bulldogs. <laughs> That's the only reason you're allowed to do one, because mm. the Saints... First of all, I cannot read this thing. The topography <laughs> is horrendous. <laughs> Sainters sing when our team clicks. Lions only sing in Disney flicks. Oh, God. Mm. Everyone's trying to be funny. That's not funny at all. No. How many fingers do you reckon that got through before landing on the... That's a Lion King reference. And you just said the topography was bad? The topography's horrendous. What? Are they going with Comic Sans or something? (laughs) (laughs) That's the first time fonts have been brought up in Bannerwatch. They've gone with a font that's illegible. Yeah, well, it's not even worth mentioning how bad that is for a gag. Mm. Well, can you pick us up here, MJ? I'll pick us up, well, with a reporter over in the West last night at the Luke Beveridge (laughs) press conference. This is glorious. I think it's fair to say probably needs a bit more research before launching into a question. Would you consider bringing in Will Minson to support um, the other Ruckman, Campbell? It's going to be tough, mate. He's retired. (laughs) Good on you, Bevo, for playing a straight back. He played a straight... If I was Bevo... <laughs> I would have. I, I don't know how he played that with a straight back. Coming off a boil over loss to Fremantle, yeah, he's yeah. been asked if bloody Scott Wine's coming back. Has <laughs> <laughs> Luke Darcy a chance to play? <laughs> how about we inject Nathan Eagleton in this lineup? <laughs> Brad Johnson's <laughs> playing well in the seconds. Come on, Bulldogs! <laughs> the Greenfield Post on Triple M. Will, it's Masters weekend. We do a sports show. Yep. We can't finish the show without a quick mention of what exactly is happening over there at Augusta, Georgia. Yep. Let's chat golf. When Englishman's in the lead, Justin Rode, uh, Rose at six under, yep. as well as Sergio Garcia, who just always turns up. 
every Masters. And then we've got four Americans, Ricky Fowler, Charlie Hoffman, Ryan Moore, and Jordan Spieth, who are two shots back on four under. And then Adam Scott, the Aussie, on three under. Okay. So it's going to be a massive morning. I think it starts in around three hours time. Okay. Um, and it'll finish at around uh, nine o'clock tomorrow morning. And that's the final day. That's the final day. Okay. So. Now, this is one of those sports that you follow closer than me. Mm. So I need you to give me a rundown. There's a few things you wanted to touch on, wasn't there? Well, look, we could talk about golf yep. all day. I think it's pretty amazing that Adam Scott's up there yep. at the minute. And to see him win. I would put Adam Scott winning the Masters, I think it was four years ago, up there with the greatest sporting achievements Australia's ever Fine had. Australian. Yeah, yeah, no, that that was that was iconic. It would be I, up there I, with I the America's, America's Cup. Yep. Maybe Cadell on the Cadell. tour. Yep. Yeah, it's up there. But if he's able to do it again, that would be incredible. So fingers crossed for Adam Scott, who's got the best swing in the game. Okay. Now, for all those drivers that have fallen asleep, let's... Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Get back on the... Let's pick them back Here up. Here we go. Now, you've got something funny. Yeah. Please. Well, well it's not that funny. Oh, it you just, said it was. Well, now that you put the pressure on, <laughs> I didn't realize how much... I was trying to pump up Adam Scott. I Come thought on. people would be quite excited by that. Now, you said you were going to go to the comedy festival with this. Now... <laughs> What have you got? Well, do you know that food prices at the Masters are very cheap? <laughs> very cheap. It's not bad. They've made it policy over there at Augusta, Georgia, to mm. keep their prices pretty much the same, which goes against every other sporting event around the world. Yeah, well, that's it's just inflation around the world, yeah. particularly in the AFL. I think they had they cut prices recently, though, didn't they? At the MCG, I think they did. They made a big song and dance about how you know beer was now... Yeah. $15. Well, <laughs> actually, I don't mean to go on a tangent because I want to get back to the prices at the Masters. Okay, so. But do you know how much a pint of beer costs you about at the MCG? A pint? Yeah. Oh, about half your soul yeah, from memory. Well, $10.10. Wow, that is heaps. Do you know? But that's fine. I'm, I'm happily, happy to pay 10 bucks. That 10 cents that annoys 10 cents me. That 10 is so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> that is so annoying. You hand over a $20 note, you get a 5 bucks and $4.90 in coins. Oh. That is, it's un Australian. So, oh, it's un I'm, I'm thinking of just getting a big bucket at the MCG of 10 cent pieces. Yeah. And just anyone can take, you know, give and take. Yeah, a yeah. A bit like of a policy. One of, one of those systems where it's like, take a penny, give a penny. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And just have this big thing of 10. So you're not walking around. I walked out of the MCG about five kilos heavier the last time yeah. I was there because of all the coins that I had in my pocket. You'll get Carlton fans that just take the whole uh, whole bucket of 10s. That's true. <laughs> that, is, that is true. <laughs> you wouldn't trust the Collingwood fans no. either, just quietly. Yep. All right, back to the Masters. Actually, yep. if they're listening, Stephen Goff's listening, just cut prices back to 10 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. All right. How much do you reckon an egg salad sandwich costs at the Masters? I wouldn't know how much an egg salad sandwich <laughs> costs, period. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to say that it cost you eight bucks at a sporting event. A dollar fifty. No. Yep. You can't even put the ingredients together for that. Yep. What about a Georgia peach caramel popcorn? Um, I, I wouldn't pay more than four fifty for a Georgia peach caramel popcorn. Where well, I? you can get it there for a dollar fifty. You are joking. Yep. Incredible. <laughs> Incredible prices. So, yeah. So what I wouldn't, what else I wouldn't have you get got? my Georgia peach caramel popcorn from anywhere else. Are there any more? Uh, blueberry muffins. Yeah. A buck. Get out. Yeah. <laughs> The Greenfield Post on Triple M. Well, there's been something that's been on our whiteboard mm. for about the last six weeks. Yep. That I've managed to stop you doing every week. New segment. Because I don't think people would be that interested in it. New segment. But this is the week where you get to do it. Am I, am I doing it now? You're doing it. AFL title belt. Now, I'm very passionate about this subject. Mm. So, if you track back the AFL and the VFL to the first ever game... When Essendon won the first premiership in 1897, they officially won the title belt. Okay? 
Now, it's like boxing. In every match that goes head-to-head, from the history of the AFL through to this round, the winner of the belt plays someone in a title match, yeah. and then the winner of that game holds the belt through to the next week. Okay, okay, so there's only one belt in existence. There's one belt that gets shared around. And some nerd started yep. or worked out how from the no, very first game of AFL. Don't just dismiss him as some nerd. This is a very good website. It's afltitlebelt.web44.net. Yeah. And <laughs> it's got pretty authentic. And it's got a graph with mm. uh, little images that track back every title holder all the way back to 1897. So the very first game between who was at Melbourne and Geelong, yep. that was when the first title game happened. I'm pretty sure. I think yeah. it starts, no, it starts from 1898. So Essendon started with the belt and then yeah. it goes through to the preliminary final last year where Sydney won the belt off Geelong mm. and then the grand final where the Bulldogs won it off Sydney yep. and then the Bulldogs had held it until round three when they were beaten by Fremantle. Fremantle. Fremantle have the belt. So Fremantle are now belt holders. Yep, and they have the belt for the first time since round 19, 2015. And they're playing Melbourne this week. Title match. Melbourne haven't had the belt since 2006. Wow. So this is a game that wasn't very interesting <laughs> heading into round four. <laughs> and and now still everything is on the line. <laughs> not- <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure this will be back another week. It's going to be back. I don't know about it. It's extremely good content. It's great content. I don't think it's good content. Now, here's my plan for it, okay? Mm. So now, Fremantle hold the belt. I want to call someone from Fremantle if they hold the belt again next week. Mm. That we'll call like a David Mundy or a Lee Spur type and find out how excited they are that they are a reigning belt holder. I don't don't it- you reckon they'll... I don't think they'll care. I think at they'll all. get around it. I don't think they will care. I think at it's all. really interesting. We'll get a belt made, and right. it'll be like a, it'll be like wrestling. Well, if you like the idea of the title belt, um, yeah, give us your thoughts. Give us your feedback. Head to the Will and MJ Facebook page. Tweet us. Hit us up. Message us. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think many people will. Let us know honest. how how good an idea. You think oh, it if is. you if you don't like it, please message us. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> Head to the Will and MJ Facebook page. Don't encourage bad people. If, if you don't like it. Get in touch that's ASAP. It's a, a loaded question. If you like it, it's up to you. Okay. Now, speaking of bad feedback, um, during the week, we put up a video on that same Facebook page um, about Nathan Buckley. Yes, we did. Um, it was his friend's video with Collingwood. Yep. And it's since it's got about, I think, 400,000 views or Something so. Like that, yeah. um, and most people saw it for the gag that it was. Just a bit of humor. Just a bit of fun. Yeah. Um, I'm a Collingwood supporter. Yep. And it was, it was very negative about Collingwood, but yep. it was all a bit of a gag. There's one person called Diane who messaged us <laughs> on the page. <laughs> um, and she didn't see the funny side of it. And did she message us or comment on the video? Sorry, comment on the video. Oh, okay. Yeah. Without tagging anyone. Yep. She's just commented on the video. And she has no profile picture, I am. Wow, so you know she's real. Yeah, she's written, wonder what these people who just delight in rubbishing Collingwood and their supporters would do for fun if Collingwood weren't there. Mm. Mm. Go to the pub? (laughs) No, I don't know. What's the answer? Go to Luna Park. (laughs) (laughs) She she keeps going. A world with no Collingwood. What would I do? I don't know. Yeah. So what else did she say? Um, Get rooted. (laughs) (laughs) So at least that second part was nice and succinct. Uh, Thanks, Diane. Thanks, Diane. It's good to see we're touching people. This has been the Greenfield Post on Triple M with Will and MJ. We're on every Sunday night on Triple M at 10 p.m. Yep.
Um, in the meantime, follow that Facebook page we've been crapping on a bit. Jump on Facebook, listen to the podcast if you missed anything, and we'll catch you next week, MJ. And thanks for all the Hawthorne supporters for calling up yeah, earlier in the show. Guys. Wasn't it great? They're all a bit flat, though. All a bit flat. If you miss them, it's all in our podcast. This has been Will and MJ and the Greenfield Post on Triple M. Adios.